Hello, Lions fans, and welcome back. You are listening to The Roar, a Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode number 52, the Rocky McIntosh edition, and your Lions are coming off an effortless loss to the Ravens on Monday Night Football. Coming to you early Tuesday morning, and uh, unfortunately, I had hoped I'd feel a little bit better this morning after witnessing the Lions lose last night. But I'm still feeling just about the same after this horrendous, terrible Monday night loss. Especially with everything that was on the line in this game, so much more than just a game. It really was with with playoff contentions, the whole talk about playing for the coaches' jobs. And then really outside of one drive, the Lions look like a team who was just coasting. And to me, that is the worst thing and uh, was just not happy what I saw. And uh, really not going to cover too much of the specifics of the game. There's so many other topics to discuss after this one. Unfortunately, I don't want to go where we're about to go. But because of what the Lions have showed on the field, the record's at 7-7, seven and seven, now looking like a team not going to make the playoffs. Um, in my mind, I said it last week and I stick to it, this was the game. Um, they win, they're in. They don't, and they're out. So it looks like they're going to be out. I know statistically it's, it's still possible and there's all these scenarios, but to me this was the one the Lions needed to prove. And, and to be quite honest, didn't show up at all in this game. Um, but anyways, the one specific I want to talk about is, is everyone's going to make a big deal about the kick. And, um, you know, it was a great kick, don't get me wrong. It, that was a franchise, you know, playoff clinching kick that he made. But that, that wasn't the kick that beat the Lions. And, yes, I know numbers statistically-wise, yes, those points are what gave them more points, which made them win. But to all of us who saw that game, that kick was just a formality. The Lions were beat way before that by the Ravens. And uh, so I, I just wanted to get that out there that, you know, the kick was the kick. But I, I saw the headline on ESPN was Ravens stun Lions. And I thought to myself, really? Because um, to me it looked like before that kick, the Lions were the ones who were stunning the Ravens if they were to somehow pull out that win because all the signs pointed to the Ravens in that game winning. I mean, they after that first drive, there was really not much positive. Outside of the defense holding them to six field goals, which was outstanding on any other day, but um, just did not look like a team in control at all during that game. I mean, really, the Lions did not deserve to win. And I know that's cliche because... I take a win, deserved or not, any day, and I would have been more than happy to take that win before the field goal, but um, I think it was deserved what happened in that game. So uh, just truly, truly unfortunate uh, what we had to all witness. And a lot was made up, and this is going to be a theme on this podcast, a lot was made up about playing for Jim Schwartz's job these last couple games. And uh, it's warranted, considering you look at his tenure and you look at what he's done and you look at where the Lions are now. And, and, I mean, the the talk is warranted, in my opinion. It it should be there. Um, And what was interesting is the the players actually came out and admitted that they knew they were playing for Schwartz's job. And now I'm not one to get into conspiracy theories or assuming anything, but I just want to throw this out there because I do find it 
interesting. Even if there's nothing here to this, I still wanted to bring it out there. But the Lions players came out and pretty much admitted, yes, we know we're playing for Schwartz's job. We're going to get out there and get it done. And then it gets to Monday night, and at game time, you see a team, to me, that looked like they were just going through the motions, playing one of their one of their least effort games that I've seen in a while. And uh, I don't know if there's something there to that of what these players are saying. I mean, to me, if my head coach is on the line and I truly, truly want him to stay and be my head coach, I sure as heck am going to put up a better game than what I put up last night. And again, you can chalk this up to the Lions being the Lions. I mean, it's not the first time we've seen them throw out a clunker like this, but I just find it interesting with probably the most on the line in this game, and they came out playing like that. So read into it what you want. Might be nothing there. Just wanted to throw it out there. Um, And you have your superstars. I mean, what Matthew Stafford, I've been a big proponent, still am, but it's getting rough now in the fourth quarter with him just throwing picks and questionable throws. And uh, he looks so good in some games like Dallas bringing us back. But then you also have to take that with a grain of salt because you look at what every team has done to Dallas. And it, it becomes a little bit less special. I mean, you see Chicago lighting him up. You just saw the Packers make a crazy comeback last week. So... Maybe it's a little bit less of what the Lions did and more of what Dallas can't do. Um, but other than that, I mean, the fourth quarter, this, this streak he's had on our franchise quarterback is disappointing. And a lot, obviously a lot of it has to be brought on Stafford. Um, but at some point you also have to think about the coaching, the play calling, just the preparedness, the, the level out there. It's just not where it needs to be. There is no improvement, which we talked about last week. And if anything, it's getting worse now. And uh, Kelvin Johnson, you know, it's hard to get mad at him because he never, I mean, when's the last time you saw Kelvin drop, let alone one, but two of the most easy catches you'll see? Um, You know, it went on to have a pretty decent game after that, but those were huge drops. And it's hard to blame him, but you also have to wonder, again, this superstar, all-star, Mentally, I don't know. I don't know what the coaches have to do. I don't know how much is into it, but just to me, it looked like a team who just wasn't all there. And to me, you have to blame the coaching on that a little bit. Um, So it it just was something when you're watching, it was so frustrating, just waiting for this team to ignite. And it never happened. This team was just stagnant the whole game. It, It was almost like they were waiting for the Ravens to do something first. And we've seen that so many times this year where the the Ravens have to come out, score a bunch of touchdowns, and then the Lions can get going. Well, it just, again, it it happened, but you had a team with a great kicker who just drove down the field and ended up winning the game after the Lions took the lead. So now we're going to kind of turn it to Schwartz. And there's been a lot of chatter already, and again, I believe it's warranted. The fire Schwartz chants are going to start. And uh, what's so funny about this is the Lions are actually right where I thought they would be. I I predicted an 8-8 season. I said they were going to be better than last year, but still not quite there. And if you look at everything in this season, that points exactly to what I said. I mean, that's they they have a chance even to be better than 8-8 if they win these last two games. Um, But probably going to be 8-8, and that's exactly where I thought. But... When you're making predictions, it's just a numbers thing in the beginning of the season. Your emotions aren't yet into it. 
you're looking at you know the team on paper and you just make an assessment but as you watch the flow and what's happened in the season you're emotionally invested in it and you start to make different projections and I think we all would agree that this team has the talent and have played and have been in games to be much much better than seven and seven and I think that's why I'm so disappointed and upset with the Lions even though I predicted them to be right here it's much different once the season starts and you start to see where this team goes and that's kind of the main theme so far with all the fire Schwartz chants is this team now has the talent. You look at uh, the team he took over, and you can't blame a two-win first season. You can't even blame a six-win second season. I mean, he was taking over, statistically, record-wise, the worst team in NFL history. And he did an admirable job of bringing them into, I don't want to say playoff contention, but at least relevant around the NFL. I mean, he made the Lions no longer a laughing stack. Of course, people are still laughing at the Lions for lack of clutchness um, uh, still because of games just like last night where they just they can't pull it. Bad calls and all that stuff that just seems to be the same old Lions. Um, but he, he did an admirable job of bringing them back. But the thing is now, he has a talented team. One of, in my opinion, most talented teams in the NFL because of all the the picks and just the talent on that roster and they shouldn't be seven and seven that's that's just a matter of fact and yes the players play the game but the coaches at the end of the day are responsible and the Lions should at least have 10 11 even 12 wins this season I truly believe that um, so now the question is and, and it remains would they have more wins with a different coach and this is going to be the argument that we're going to hear all the rest of the season. No one knows for sure until we could actually have a different coach and do a side-by-side -side comparison. And even if we do next year, it'll be a whole different team. So you'll never truly know. But, you know, it's hard to argue that they wouldn't. You look at uh, the main, main point example, look at the Chiefs. Terrible last year. And, yes, they had all sorts of injuries. But they bring in a coach like Andy Reid, and all of a sudden they are Super Bowl contenders. I mean, it was that quick. And yes, I think all these stars aligned with injuries and just getting the right pieces at the right time. But still, I think that really shows how big coaching is in this game. Um, so just, just to give you, I don't want to push any agenda onto you. I want you to form your own opinions. But just to look at where we are with, with Schwartz's tenure, he takes over an 0-16 team. The next season they finish 2-14 with an injured Stafford. And that was kind of the, 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 uh, the theme of that year was, okay, you know, we won a couple games, but our, our franchise quarterback got hurt. You know, we're, we're still finding our way to being somewhat relevant in the NFL. Then the next season, start out super slow. Um, not a whole lot of improvement. Again, Stafford getting hurt. All the questions start to arise about him. There's a, a bunch of controversy about him being injury-prone, and that that kind of was the, the theme that year, and that, all those distractions. And then the team went on to win, um, go on a winning streak at the end of the season, which got a lot of Lions fans excited because there was something to build on for next season and, and finished, you know, 6-10. and 10. And then the next season started out with that amazing 5-0 start, that Monday night game beating the Bears. I mean, that was when truly things started to look up for Schwartz. And then there was that whole handshake incident. And I know one incident doesn't change everything, but you just look at the Lions team 
since that incident, and uh, it has not been good. And right there, I'll, I'll be honest with you all, I've been kind of hiding my true feelings about Schwartz because I didn't want to push anything, but to me, that is where I began to not be a fan of Schwartz. It, it wasn't this season or it wasn't the disappointing last season. It was actually during their playoff run season. But again, I kind of pushed it beside because you don't really have to like your head coach. You want your team to be successful. You want them to win games. You want them to win them the right way. You want them to play hard. And that's all I wanted from the Lions. And they were doing that that season up until the devastating playoff you know, blowout by the Saints. So, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Schwartz, but, hey, my team was winning. They looked to be a solid team on the field. So, hey, I don't have to like my coach for them to be good. But now, the next season, clearly they regressed, only getting four wins, went on the terrible eight-game losing streak. I mean, coming off a playoff berth, that's just something a team shouldn't do. That's when uh, people, I feel, began to really start to doubt Schwartz. And then we came into this season with moderate expectations, as I've already said, with an 8-8 eight and eight prediction. And they started out pretty good again. You know, they started the season where you start to to think playoffs and then they were gifted something that they might never be gifted again in the NFC North I mean it is unheard of where the dominant in the division Packers and Bears both go down with you know in the Packers case the heart and soul of their team one of the best quarterbacks in all of football and Aaron Rodgers the Bears have several you know their defense has always been a talking point in the league several defensive in um, injuries their quarterback and Jay Cutler goes down. You can argue whether that's a good or bad thing, but in the Lions and the in the Vikings are terrible. So the Lions are are in first place, gifted the division and play the easiest schedule in the NFL. Even as a Lions press a fan, you were hard pressed to be upset about the Lions' future. So unfortunately, this is the reality for the Lions. Here we stand at seven and seven about to miss the playoffs now for the second consecutive year after making it uh, the 10 and 6 season even though we got crushed in the playoffs things were looking up and uh, you know to be quite honest it's just not a good place to be for a fan we now have a very talented team but a severely underperforming disappointing team and that same old lions mentality starting to creep up and as hard as I want to fight it, as hard as I want to say this team is going to do something special, you know, the effort and what's on the field states otherwise. And it's tough as a Lions fan because we've seen it so many years before. All the signs pointing to something positive and just finding ways to blow it and, and just mess everything up. And, you know, now we're looking, staring in the face of a whole new coaching regime, which is a positive in some regards, and, and some might argue that it's not. But, you know, there's no guarantee that that's going to do anything. I like to believe deep down it will, and I do think it will. But there is no guarantee. And, again, I hate to sound pessimistic, but I'm just being realistic at this point because, the, honestly, the Lions have brought us to this point. And uh, there's really not much else to talk about on this podcast. We have to get right to the point. So, you know, deep down, you, you hope still, I mean, hope, I, of course, even though I said that last game, and I'll state it again, was the end-all, be-all for the playoffs, of course, deep down, I'm still hoping and rooting for the Lions and, and the Packers and Bears to blow it and somehow let the Lions into the playoffs. And... Uh, 
I read an interesting, a couple things. There's a theory of, would you rather have the Lions make the playoffs knowing they'll be blown out in the first round, or would you have them, you know, and this was the theory that if they don't make the playoffs, Schwartz would be fired, or would you just rather them not make the playoffs, you know, then to guarantee that Schwartz gets fired, we get someone in new and start fresh next year. And they were arguing for that theory. And, uh, you know, it's a tough one. I, I understand, I can truly understand the fans who just want it to end, want the turnover and to start fresh next season. But I, I think playoffs, I would always take the playoffs any day, even knowing, and again, you never know this, but even let's say for some reason we would know the Lions would get blown out in the first round of the playoffs. I still think making the playoffs is huge for your team. And yeah, you can argue, well, what happened when they went 10-6 and six and then came back next season and completely blew it? Yeah, that's valid. But overall, I think that does a lot for your team. I think it shows a mentality. Even if the Lions back into the playoffs by some statistical anomaly because the Packers and Bears do something crazy and lose out, um, I would still take that over not making the playoffs any day. So that's that's just how I stand on the matter. But, yeah, they are on the outside looking in. Things are not looking the greatest right now. And uh, another huge topic that I wanted to hit on, and I'm almost done with my, my rambling here, but it's the Kelvin Johnson um, too good to be on a losing team mentality. It's kind of the same theory with Barry Sanders, you know, one of the best players at his position ever to play in the NFL and just never got anywhere or never got to the place that he deserved to be at for the type of talent he was. And I'm talking again about Barry Sanders. And now, you know, Calvin Johnson going into the prime of his career has now been in the NFL for several, several years. His high point on the Lions is 10-6, and six a first-round exit in the playoffs. That's his high point. His low point, I don't even want to get into. You know, 0-16, the 2-0. You know, he has not seen much positive on this team. And it's disappointing because he's done all he can do. Now, it, this is tough to talk about after the game he had because, quite honestly, he played terrible. And I think we'd all admit that. And I hate giving out free passes to players but if there's any person who can get a free pass, I would say it's Calvin Johnson. We know it wasn't lack of work ethic. We know it wasn't lack of anything else, you know, preparation, anything like that. We've seen Calvin Johnson. We know the type of person he is. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't good. But I am going to give him a free pass. Was I ticked? Of course. I'm ticked at everybody. I'm ticked at anybody on the team when they don't do what they need to do. But after the game, I'm not holding a grudge on Kelvin. I'm not saying we need to trade him and he's terrible and get rid of him and he's not ready to play like I've, I've seen thrown around. Um, I'm giving him a free pass because of everything he's done. And the, the fact of the matter is he's human and he had a bad game. And I think he's the first to admit he just had a bad game. It came at the absolute worst time, but, you know, it, it happens. And I will, you know, forgive him. He's human. Let's move on from that. It's not someone who consistently does the same thing over and over, which is more frustrating. Um, but, you know, moving on from that, it, it's, it's tough to see a guy like Kelvin Johnson on the Lions. And he's so 
so for the Lions. He signed the extension. Yeah, it was tons of money, but he could have gotten tons of money other places, trust me. And uh, wants to be an alliance, has never complained about not getting the ball, has never complained about playing time, has never complained about Matthew Stafford. You know, after this game, he tried to take it away from Stafford, saying it was his fault and the receiver, receiver's fault for dropping the balls. And while he was right, I mean, he's everything you could ask for in a star-wide receiver, the most humblest person you'll meet on and off the field. And again, I, like I said, th- just imagine any other wide receiver having the six or however many years he's had in the NFL, and just try and imagine any wide receiver going through those years like he has. I mean, I cannot even imagine a guy like Des Bryant having to go through an 0-16 season or, you know, he's walking off the field and giving up on his team and they're still in the playoff hunt. So just imagine that. Kelvin has never openly complained or done anything like that. And uh, while this rant really doesn't have a specific point, I know, I know there are the, the minority out there who, who want to just trade Kelvin so he can do something better on a different team. I, I, th- I don't know how that helps anybody getting rid of Kelvin. I mean, he's the best player on our team. So I don't know how that... And I understand, yeah, for him, maybe there are better opportunities. But in my mind, what better way, what better way for Kelvin to feel than to bring this team up from all that he's been through and take us through a deep playoff run or maybe a Super Bowl win. I mean, there's no better feeling for a player to, to, than to be on a team that they suffered through the worst and then to get to that point. So that's just how I feel. I just wanted to cover it because I know that's been thrown around. And to be quite honest, I understand where it's coming from because, to be fair, up until this point, his talent is not, I don't want to say wasted because... You know, as fans, nothing's wasted when we're watching the game and they're in meaningful games. But, yes, he has not gone to the point in his career that others at his talent level have been. You know, the Jerry Rice's and other stuff. And it's just because he has not been surrounded by the weapons up until very recently um, that he needs to be surrounded by. So I feel for Kelvin. I understand where those fans are coming from. But there is no way that I do not want Kelvin Johnson on my team I want him to be a lion for life. I want him to take us to the highest of highs and, and, you know, really show everyone what kind of talent he is. So that's just my side rant on that. But overall, I think I've said all there is to say about this. The fact is the Lions are looking out of the playoffs. They are 7-7, and and to be quite honest, they blew it on Monday night. So now let's see what type of team this really is. With we've said this before, their backs against the wall. Well, their backs aren't against the wall. Their bodies are plastered on the wall because, you know, if the other teams just do what they need to do, they are not making the playoffs. So, I um, you know, we have the Giants coming up. This is a game that the Lions should win easily. I'm just gonna say it because there's no sugarcoating it at all. The Giants are terrible. Just coming off a shutout at home, Eli Manning. I mean, he's throwing an insane amount of interceptions. There is no way that the Lions should even be close in this game. And at home, it's, I'm just being flat-out honest. If this game is even semi-close or if they lose, yikes, I don't know. Um, that's really going to show me what type of team this is. So even though the Lions are looking out of the playoffs, I, I just want to see... I want to see them come out with fire and just lay it down on the Giants. Not going to make me feel much better, but it will make me feel a little more... Um, 
I guess, comforted that they, they still are trying and that this was just a bad game on Monday night. It wasn't due to lack of effort or lack of caring. So let's go out against those Giants. I know I've been pessimistic on this podcast. For you optimists out there, I do apologize. But I think we all know when your feelings are in the, in the moment, um, it's really tough to take. But, of course, I'll still be rooting for the Lions in every possible way for them to make the playoffs. I'll be right in front of my TV this Sunday cheering on against the Giants because that's just what us fans do. And here's hoping the Lions can prove us all wrong this season and do something special. That's all I got. You are listening to The Roar, a Detroit Lions podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We have a black background with blue letters, The Roar. You can also find the show on our website, theroarlions.podbean.com, where you can find information about the show, a fan forum, contest information, archive shows, and much more. Lastly, please email into the show with your comments, concerns, opinions about your favorite team. The email is theroarlions at gmail.com. Thanks to all you loyal listeners, and enjoy the show. This is Sam Sam, the Lions fan, the sideline reporter of The Roar, a Detroit Lions podcast. So I know you've been dying for this podcast to come out, for a variety of reasons, of course, but one of those being to see how Sam Sam, the Lions fan, is going to try to spin this one into something positive. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to try to spin the Ravens game into something positive, but I am going to look back at the season a little bit. Because this season has been one of ups and downs and twists and turns, as we've said on many occasions, and even a little pizza. Now, the Lions have been in the hunt and part of the NFC North conversation and provided us with a must-win feeling in just about every game. The pressure before this game against the Ravens, with the Bears and the Packers winning and the Vikings seemingly on the rise, was already huge, but now it doesn't get any more pressure-filled than this, where not only do the Lions need to win, but games without the Lions playing in them just got a little bit more interesting. For example, uh, even uh, even though the Browns and Cowboys didn't do us any favors, it was it was fun watching to see what would happen um, and having a stake in these kinds of games where otherwise I wouldn't have, have had any interest. So that's one thing the Lions have brought. Uh, we can all say that we're done with this team. We can all say that we're walking away. But look, I, th- this team is not 4-12. and We're not on the verge of being 0-16. Well, this team is not a lot of things, but we're not going anywhere. And we're not giving up on this team. And we may think we are, but we're not. We are, however, going to be pissed off for a while. And then we're going to tune in and pull for this team, our team, on Sunday. It's what we do. I will say the difference for Sunday's game will be a little bit more like this. Instead of starting the game thinking, all right, we can do this, we'll be starting the game thinking, okay, show me we can do this. Show me something. Bring me back. Make things happen so I can be excited again, because right now, I'm not altogether recovered from what you did on Monday, and I want to be. I'm a little bit pissed off, and you need to show me. So bring it like you're grown-ass men, and prove your worth. Show me the money. Now, before going on, I do want to look at around the NFC North. Uh, and then I'll get back to the upcoming game. Okay, we had the Bears versus the Browns, which I alluded to earlier. I thought maybe the Browns could pull it off, but the Bears got it done and repositioned themselves well in the NFC North again. 
Now next week they take on the Eagles, who should give them give them a battle, but lucky for us this game is in Philly, so hopefully um, the uh, Eagles can pull it off. Uh, the Vikings did play the Eagles, and the Vikings were definitely uh, playing well. They seem to be a team on the rise, as I mentioned earlier. And frankly, this does make me a bit nervous um, with the Lions facing them in the last regular season game. Um, anyway, next they take on the Bengals. This game could go either way, but I've got a feeling that the Vikings are on the upswing and they're going to win this one. Um, Packers versus Cowboys. Um, this was an unbelievable game that went in a direction that none of the Lions fans wanted to go. Um, they pulled off the comeback of the season to put themselves back in the hunt for a playoff spot. Uh, next, they play the Steelers in a game, really, they should win. Uh, Rodgers or not. Um, now, going back to what I was talking about um, before the NFC North conversation, uh, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't be mad or angry. Please be mad. Be angry. Now is the perfect time to feel this way. Um... Uh, you know, but one thing I don't particularly care for is when I hear people say, you know, I I told you so, uh, because this just tells me that you haven't really been projecting negative, uh, excuse me, you haven't been projecting positive energy. You've been projecting negative energy all along. And frankly, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with you taking your negative energy somewhere else. Bringing your positive energy, please, please come along. Uh, but for now, it's okay to feel deflated, annoyed, and pissed off. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, because you should be. But let's not bring the negative energy. Let's bring the positive energy. I know that's difficult. So now I'm left with, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to do what I hope the Lions do. I'm going to try to get over it. I'm going to refocus and put my energy into a positive outcome for the next game. Because right now, the next game is all we've got. One game at a time. Now, next up for the Lions of the Giants, who seem to be falling apart. But this is not a game that we can overlook, regardless of how their season went. Um, their season really has to be ignored. And look at this as, you know what? It's the New York Giants. It, really, it doesn't really matter what frickin' team it is. It's a team that we need to beat. And if we don't beat ourselves with dumbass mistakes, we'll win. Now, my point, of course, is that there's no lack of sense of urgency at this point, And we've got to sharpen up. And I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. What I am going to do is I'm going to leave you with this. Um, something that I think the Lions should pay attention to, and we should pay attention to, and get fired up. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Let's go, Lions. Back to you, Matt. So that's going to about wrap it up for this podcast. Again, there can only be so much talking 
Um, the Lions need to start performing on the field and really proving to us fans that they're not the same old Lions. Otherwise, that talk is just going to continue because, quite honestly, so far they have not proven to us that they are not. So here's hoping everything changes. Regardless of all the anger and frustration, of course we're still going to be there cheering, and I'm going to wish in every possible way for the Packers and Bears to lose and for the Lions to win out and still make the playoffs because that's, that's the main goal. Once you're in, anything can happen. So as always, go Lions!